Hey everybody, it's Jenny with Channel Mom, and this is the new and improved podcast where we shorten the radio show just for you. You're going to notice we jump right into the middle today. We've got a good guest for you. Uh, She's the author of They Call Me Mom. She's going to help encourage you if your kids aren't behaving the way you want them to, if you're dealing with a broken heart, or the contrast between raising boys versus girls. It's going to be fun. Here we go. I hope it blesses you. If you follow our Facebook page at all, you may have seen that I flew out to Oregon to be with our son who had his second ACL surgery. He's an athlete. He plays college football. He tore his ACL again. So I was out there just to support him. And let me just say this. It is tough to watch your kids go through a trial. And so I sat there with him. He's, he doesn't probably want me to say this on the radio, but I'm saying it anyway. <laughs> He's still like my lovey boy at age 21. So after his surgery, we would just sit on the couch together and watch television. And he would just reach over and hold my hand. And we'd just sit there for an hour watching TV, <laughs> holding hands. He's just a good kid. And it was really, really nice to be with him. But I do want to confess that it's hard to, to watch your child struggle and to be able to say, hey, you know, it's going to work out. God's got it. And there, there'll be a lesson and you'll be stronger afterward. That's hard stuff. So I just am kind of updating you on everything I dealt with as a mom this week. I'm glad that I'm back safe and my son's doing really well and um, I'm overcoming the the problems of (laughs) parenting this week. Okay, so let me move on because somebody is here to help us with all of this. Uh, Oh, by the way, I have to mention, I did clean out my son's house. He lives with five other college boys. I cleaned the bathroom. Ew. Like, it took me an hour. It was disgusting. I almost threw up twice. I'm not kidding. And so I cleaned their bathroom. I cleaned the kitchen. I cooked for them. Yeah, I was like a regular Martha Stewart. I'm not normally like that, but I was, you know, trying to make my son happy. All right, so prepare to laugh and maybe cry a little bit. We've got Bethany Jett, the co-author of They Call Me Mom, 52 Encouraging Devotions for Every... They spell it moment. It's actually moment, but they spell it, mo- you know, she'll, she'll tell me how to say it. Um, one review gushed that this book is full of God's love and encouragement. It's one that you'll binge read in between making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for your kids. It's that addicting. Bethany is married to a former Marine. Uh, she, I think that's cr- correct. And she still seems smitten with him. They've got three boys, count them three. Um, even though she thought she wanted a girl until she started coaching cheerleading. She has written the Cinderella rule. A Young Woman's Guide to Happily Ever After, and several other books as well, and the latest. As I said, they call me mom. Welcome to Channel Mom, Bethany. Thank you, and kudos for the bathroom cleaning. <laughs> I was dying. <laughs> yes, I mean, you have three boys. You know how disgusting that can be. And, and imagining it building up over weeks and months of college life. Oh, oh, my gosh. And I even got down on my hands and knees and scrubbed. You know that black stuff that gets at the bottom of a tub? Oh, yeah. I did it all. <laughs> okay, so you have this beautiful book that's a devotion, and you have a number of chapter titles. I'm trying to get to them, um, where it's they call me mean mommy. They call me, let me get see if I can get to the very front of the book. Um, maybe you remember some of them. They call me thrifty. They call me brokenhearted. They call me, what else? Um they call me dream chaser. They call me loving no matter what. They call me calm in the chaos. They call me um, what a teacher. They call me cheerleader. I mean, it's all the things that a mom does. And those are the various you know, ch- chapter titles for each devotional day. What is your favorite they call me for the moms out there? There are so many. I love uh, they call me calm in the chaos. 
because it was about being a boy mama. Um, so that was one of my favorites. And with my husband in the military, I also loved, um, they call me patriotic. Uh-huh. But my favorite is probably one of Michelle's, my co-authors. Um, they call me um, embarrassing. We're going to talk yeah. about embarrassing her teenage girls. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about but, that because a lot of moms, the first time that their child shows that they're embarrassed by them, like showing up to school or hugging them in public, that could be heartbreaking for a mom. I remember when my kids stopped being uh, like, yay, mommy, when they saw me and like, oh, no, <laughs> how are you going to embarrass me? You know, talk about it. Well, just last night, my littlest one, who is nine, like you said, I have three boys, said to me, can you please not call me Josie anymore? His name is Josiah. And my heart broke. And I said, can I call you that and no one else? (laughs) Yeah. When he got out out of the car that morning, I yelled. You know, bye, Josie. I love you. And I think that's what triggered it. And, you know, it's that same thing, like, a little piece of his childhood died yesterday for me. Yeah, that's hard. So how does a mom navigate that when they start to embarrass their kids? I mean, it sounds like Michelle embraces it and was fine with embarrassing her kids, which can be fun. I've done it, too. It can be fun to embarrass your kids. But 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 talk about that for the mom who is hurt that she's embarrassing her children. Yeah. Oh, I think the best thing we can do is own it and have that conversation with them and say, listen, I know this was embarrassing. I know that I did that. I will try not to do this to you in the future. Right. <laughs> and, like, you know, and, and ask for forgiveness because we're modeling how we want them to ask forgiveness when they do those things. Right? Because they embarrass us sure. all the time. <laughs> sure. That, that's good. That's good. Because if you can own it and say, all right, l- let me work this out for you, then, then when they embarrass you and you confront them, they'll have had that, yeah. that example. So let's move on to yeah. a couple others because I, I picked out some of the ones that I thought would be most instructive to our mamas. Um, you have, they call me, I'm moving ahead of my script, uh, they call me teacher. And in this chapter, you kind of recall uh, how sometimes you have reacted to your kids' behavior with this question, haven't I raised you better than this? And I just had that moment this week with one of my kids. Mm -hmm. Haven't I raised you better than this? We've got this responsibility as teacher moms, which in a way is just this incredible privilege. Like the first time it snowed or the first time that my kids had to learn to go out to eat or we went to a movie, I'm like, oh my goodness, I get to teach them about all these fabulous things about the world, you know? But it can also be an enormous responsibility that we fail at sometimes and our kids fail us so so what about that it is so hard sometimes because when when my kids do something you know wrong I'll think who raised you (laughs) you know yeah apparently the lessons I thought I was you haven't hit yet and that kind of helps me um kind of control my anger sometimes you know you feel it rising up you know in your chest when they make you so angry and I have to think okay I don't want him to do this as an adult so this is the time where this is a learning experience and I have to teach him now or he'll it'll get worse mm-hmm. we're kind of experiencing that with you know grades and time management ourselves with our kids um you know just this week as well these lessons keep coming back and so it's like okay you know we trusted you we gave you more room and now we have to take away privileges because you haven't learned that time management, and I have to teach you that. And so, it's, you know, it's all the hats we wear. We are teaching them all the time, and it's hard to be intentional sometimes. And, and that's, you know, as they're moving into teenage years, that's where I'm finding myself is. 
It's very intentional parenting now. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is, girl. I mean, I have a 21-year-old and a 17-year-old, and the teenage thing is a whole different... I think toddlerhood is a breeze. I'm just saying. People complain about the terrible twos. I would take the terrible yeah. twos over 16 any day. Um, but, but you're right. It's a great way to embrace it, to say it's better that they're still learning and failing at home than out in the world. So let's just revisit this lesson and, and allow them to fail and, and, and maybe... Uh, you know, create a consequence, but then say, you know, it's better in the home environment that they're making this mistake or they're, they're failing in this way. And let's go back over the lesson like you're doing with homework. I love that. That's really important. Um, you also, I don't remember where exactly you do all of your boy versus girl lessons, but you talk yeah. about um, the difference in your book about between raising boys and raising girls. And I know that we have some just boy moms out there and some just girl moms. I happen to have one of each. Um, mm-hmm. And, and, you know, we have to be multi-talented to do both <laughs> i'm grateful for both but but it you, you have to be multifaceted T- talk yeah. about the difference that a mom should maybe give herself a break on the difference between raising boys and girls and i know not every boy is rambunctious and wild um, i have a nephew that isn't like that at all so they, they just they vary but th- but talk about kind of the basic differences that you found between raising boys and then your sister i think who's raising girls yes yeah, and it's all general. You know, like, you have to be pretty general talking about it because every kid's different. Um, you know, some of the differences that I saw, you know, with her with my nieces was when we were together or if I'm at a home where it's girls in the house, mm-hmm. the noises that little girls make is very different than the noises that boys make. Right, it's, right. I, it's squealing, you know, it, and I'm not used to it, so it kind of grates on my ears. So I noticed that a lot, where my sister is immune to squeals, you know. But she she is, you know, horrified by the amount of run walking, like run slash walking that happens in my house, <laughs> or the throwing of things that happen, or um, kind of, you know, the girls, the girls are just different when they're mad at each other. They use words a lot more. My boys are a little bit more tend to go physical or yell real quick and then it's over but it's not this drama that continues so right it's fascinating to watch the difference on how you know they relate to each other and it's woven through the book and um yeah it's boys and girls are just completely different and and it, i think that's something we should be celebrating even more in society right now is you know embracing boyhood and girlhood and and where each individual kid falls within that Yes, I agree. I mean, I think we have to be careful about being too tight about it because I, mm-hmm. I have a tough guy as a husband and a tough guy as a son, and I sometimes expected every boy to be like that, and, and i got to be cautious mm-hmm. about doing that. But I agree. Sometimes we shame men for being men, and we shame girls for being girly girls. And so you're yeah. right. We, we, it's, it's a good thing to embrace, and, and I appreciate you saying so. Let, let's go to something that's a little touchy. Um, what about they call me brokenhearted or I call me a failure? What what about those hard moments for moms where they think I am not doing well at this or my heart is so broken I don't know how to parent well oh those were hard chapters for us to write Michelle wrote, um, she has two daughters mm-hmm. and I have the three boys so it's fun to, to write these chapters together coming at it from two perspectives right um, and her broken hearted chapter talks about her daughter Allison's struggle with anorexia and, and how it affected their whole family, but even her as a mom, where she felt like she was failing as a mother, you know, because there's so much tied into that beyond just 
food. It's so emotional and, and psychological and mental and all those things, spiritual and all those things. And then, um, well, and, and you're doctor, also facing something yeah. that looks kind of suicidal because um, yeah. I believe her daughter yeah. got down to 89 pounds, and that can look. Yeah. She, she was watching carefully to see whether or not her daughter was going to die. And, and that's huge and break and, and, and something that will break your heart. So she was very open and real about that. She was. And, and they both have been. She and Allie have been able to speak at conferences about it, which has been great and so healing um, for so many people who've been able to listen and relate to her story um, on both sides, you know, on from Allie's perspective and then as the parent or the loved one, you know, watching somebody go through that and, so God's really using that as a great testimony, too. And the failure chapter, um, I think that was the one I took the lead on, talking yeah. about postpartum depression. You know, and that's a hard topic to talk about. And I never knew when God was going to use it, and it was this book. So I, it'll be interesting to see how it, how it plays out. But how I'm just hoping it gives women peace and hope. Yeah, yeah. Because I think we're really hard on ourselves on those days when we feel like we're just not mothering in all the best ways and we're not doing it the way that we plan to do it or things aren't going according to our plans and our kids are not um, behaving in the way that we thought we parented them to behave. And th- th- that's a tough place to be in. But but first of all, you, 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 you know, confess that you just want to be really real in front of everybody. And I think that's half the battle is just to, to if we all can be real with each other, we'll recognize that nobody's doing it perfectly and nobody's child is responding perfectly to their parenting. So so I appreciate you doing that. Um, I do want to tell folks we are giving away a couple copies of the book today. Thank you, Bethany, for that. Uh, if you'd like to call us, 873-1935, that's 303. And folks, in all of our other affiliates, you can call us too, 303-873-1935. Or if you're getting us on a time where we're not, we're not on live radio, maybe on the weekends, you can uh, just email us, channelmom at gmail, channelmom at gmail to win a copy of this fabulous devotional, They Call Me Mom, 52 Encouraging Devotions for Every Moment or Moment. And uh, Bethany, let's get back to you because there's one that I thought, oh, she can give some moms some super tips in this. Um, they call me thrifty. You, you clearly, <laughs> you embrace, I mean, you embrace a lot of these tiles. They call me chauffeur, I think. They call, I mean, a lot of the yeah. different <laughs> things that moms do. And, and how would you say to, to moms out there, they call me thrifty can work in their life? Because sometimes I feel so not thrifty and my husband has to go over the budget with me again and again because I'm not being thrifty at all. But, but can you talk to a mom today about being thrifty? Okay. So we love going to yard sales and, you know, Goodwill or thrift stores. It's one of our favorite things and Plato's closet, all those fun things. But um, I was a homeschool mom for a few years just recently and I started wanting my kids to understand you know the value of a dollar and so um teaching them how to you know find things inexpensively and then showing them how much money they saved on the back end so if they want new clothes for school and we're giving them a budget of like thirty dollars like go to target like you can get two or three things probably for that or we can go to the thrift store or goodwill and that same thirty dollars you'll get a ton more plus extra have left over too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what they want. Another lesson we're, we're doing with our kids is when they go on um, like youth events or field trips, you know, you always have to give them extra cash for lunch. You know, that's not included in the price sometimes. Yeah. And so we've made a deal um, based on a lady at our church who did this with her daughters and we kind of tweaked it. But, you know, 
I'll say, okay, here's 20 to cover all these meals. You have to spend, you know, X number of dollars per meal so that I know they're actually eating. But bring the receipts back and bring back the change, and I'll split the change with you. And so if they end up spending all $20, no big deal. I wasn't planning on getting it back. But um, they manage their money so much more carefully when they know that they might get some of it on the tail end. So that's been a fun lesson to kind of teach uh, savings and making good choices. (laughs) Yeah, that is huge. I mean, in an era of even like post-plastic where we can Venmo and do everything else. I mean, Uh I'm not even sure my kids do value Money and 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 understand its value. Um, I mean, they value it, and, and I don't want them to overvalue it. But you're right; we need to teach them that so they can learn how to budget and learn how to set aside and learn how to save and learn how to give. I want them, my kids to learn how to give to their church and to charity. So, so that is huge to do that. You know, you open the book with this sentence: "Mom is the best title we'll ever have the honor of holding," which I totally agree with. Yet, it's also one of the hardest jobs will ever have the pleasure of doing. And and I think a lot of moms can get stuck in the hard. What yeah. what, what are you able to, uh, through this book, through the devotion, and through the things that you've been um, sort of passing on to other moms through these lessons that you have in this devotional, what are you able to say about how, how do we hang on to the fact that it's a privilege and an honor to be a mom more than we, than we hang on to the hard days? I think it goes back to when you mentioned about failure, I think we put so much mom guilt on ourselves and we carry that. So anytime someone says something to us um, that makes us feel bad about being a mom, it, it overburdens us. And one thing we're trying to do with each of these devotions is each one is super raw and real, like you said, but there's an encouragement there. We've, we've all been there, you know, in some manner, And but here's what God calls us. So each chapter has a little section that says, you know, they call me fill in the blank, but God calls me this. And here's the scripture that we can hold on to in those moments when we feel like we've embarrassed our kids or failures or um, we're brokenhearted or even in the fun times. I think that's what we have to hold on to is that scripture because the Bible talks about how we can't trust our hearts. The heart is deceptive. And so if we only cling to the feelings, we will lose sight of what God says about us. And so that's why each chapter is you know, it pulls that in because it's so important to remember. Yeah, it is. God's got a success for this. You're right. And we have to reconnoiter because every mom has feelings and every child has feelings that are deceptive. And we can get stuck in those feelings and stuck in that anger and stuck in that unforgiveness and stuck in the self-pity of feeling like a failure. And and we have to reconnoiter. And and the word is is the best place to do that because it speaks truth despite the feelings. And and so I I really appreciate that you have that. I want you to tell folks how to find you and the book. Yes. So we have um, a couple places. We have a brand new site called michelleandbethany.com. Mm-hmm. Um, we've written a couple books together, so you can find a call me mom there. We also have, um, I believe it's the first chapter for free of the book. Um, we've got some like, free parts of the book available, um, and that is at theycallmemombook.com. They and call me mom book. a little button there. Awesome. Yeah, get some goodies. <laughs> well, God bless you and Michelle and your boys and your girls. Thanks so much for being on Channel Mom, and I hope somebody is blessed uh, by this book. Look, we're here for the mom. There's a ton of media out there. There are, are a ton of messages out there. There's a ton of politics out there. That forget all about the mom, even though you guys are the ones raising that next generation, and people are counting on you. So we're here for you. So please follow us, find us, tell people about us. You can uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just go 
go to Channel Mom there. It's all one word. Or you can find us on Insta or Facebook or Twitter at Channel Mom. You can also give to us. That's always a blessing. Or you can pray for us or um, you can volunteer with us. Or finally, you can be served by us at ChannelMom.com. And finally, Mom, if nobody's thanked you today, I am always here to thank you for all you do to raise your babies well. God bless you. Have a beautiful weekend.